Hi guys, it's Fazana. I'm here with Megan, Lola and Mariam. Um, I was thinking a lot about Bell Hooks recently um, because she recently passed and um, it got me reading one of her books around love. I think it's called All About Love. Um, and there was a particular quote in there, I think, which really um, almost struck me, I guess. Um, and it was around, she said something about almost finding it threatening to embrace the definition of love because it would no longer enable us to see love as present in families where there's been conflict, abuse, or I guess emotional neglect. Um, and I think I, I, it got me really thinking about, I guess, the definition of love and what do we how do we make sense of it? What are our influences? What are our cultural influences in thinking about what love is? Um, and how that guides our thinking around systemic therapy and our practice. Um, and I'm just kind of going to open the floor to everyone else to kind of share what they think about what I've just said. Thanks, Fazana. Um, that was I'm glad you brought in bell hooks, um, partly because, so full disclosure, I have not read all about love as yet, um, but it's on my to read list. Um, but actually one of the, one of the clips, one of the memes kind of doing the rounds at the moment based on bell hooks work is around her talking about how um, love is an act of um Oh, I can't think of the word. It's um, it's a heroic act in a climate where there's so much animosity and where conquest and domination is the kind of dominant discourse. Actually, uh, to live heroically, it's around embracing and understanding love. And I thought a lot about that in context to what you were saying, Fazana, and thinking about what does that mean for me and how does that, how does that, I, I don't know, I'll be honest, I don't know how that relates in a space where I think I understand love, but I then can't explain it, like what it means in terms of my own, like how how do I know that I love? This is starting to feel very existential. And I think like Megan, um, it's, but that's, I think for me, that's the beauty of the topic in that it's so extensive. And I started to also listen to, um, um, that that same book all about love and for me I began to kind of think about all these different aspects of kind of my role as you know a mother a sister a wife a friend a, you know all these all these different roles that I encompass and for me I think the thing that really struck me most was around how we sometimes like from Bell Hooks's point of view we confuse being cared about to being loved and we it, it kind of made me think about um kind of from my country of origin the um or kind of back home and if you haven't heard me talk about back home before you might need to go back to listen to the previous podcasts um when I talk about back home I'm thinking about kind of Uganda where I was born um back home there's this whole kind of mentality about domestic violence and how if someone if someone loves you when they beat you and all these different myths around love um and bell hooks really challenges us to think about violence and even 
even the things that we are learning on social media, on, on mass media, on TV, in movies, all these different portrayals of what love is, that she, she really kind of challenges to think about that. And whose idea is it that that's how love is? What we see in the movies is what love is. It almost, that makes me think a lot of the um, uh, other things that Bell Hooks talks about is around that kind of white supremacist, um, capitalist patriarchy and that idea of the capitalism within love and how love is marketed in mass media. And, and I definitely feel that my understanding of love, I really like what you're saying, Mariam, about are we cared for or are we loved? Because I, I'm starting to think now, oh my gosh, I think I'm, I'm cared for, but do I really understand what what it is to kind of love and be loved? And um, yeah, I think in thinking about, so obviously like we're coming up to, so we're in December, end of December at the moment when we're recording, but we're coming up to Valentine's Day in like a month and a half. And that's, that's that feels like that's completely consumed now in this societal portrayal of what love is and what love should be. And that's, and that to be fair is all around romantic love. And I know it's being kind of, um, I say appropriated very gently in terms of it's being used a lot in terms of you can send, you can send and buy cards, very capitalist. You can send and buy things to show people that you love them that aren't necessarily romantic partners, but it still feels like in order to love equates to buying people things. Um, thanks Megan. Actually, I know when you guys are all speaking, it really made me think, I guess, yeah, what is love to me? Um, and I think, I don't know if any of you have heard about it, you probably haven't, but there's a book called um, Five Love Languages by someone called Gary Chapman. <clears throat> it's really good and it's like a test you can do online as well. I'll find the link and send it. And again, I think there is definitely more than five you know, languages to express love. I think this are like the main ones. And from the quiz, it will tell you like what your, what your top one is in terms of how you like to receive love and then you can also figure out how you like to give love but a lot of the times so the way you like to receive love is how you like to give love um, and I'll tell you what the five things are quickly so there's um there's quality time which is usually my top one and again that changes as well from time to time you can do the test again like three months and that can change and I think for me as well depending on what kind of relationship it is if it's a romantic one a family one a friendship one I think it might be different so there's quality time there's words of affirmation there's acts of service, there's gifts, and there's touch. Um, so, so like the five, I guess, men love languages. And I do find it really interesting because I think, again, about, you know, when you're talking about what does love actually look like and um, and what does it mean? And where do we even learn, you know, what, what love is? And that's a, that's a big thing for me. It's like, what do we learn that, you know, what love is? And I guess for me, I find it easier to give love the way I like to receive it. So my thing is quality time. Uh, so I would really like to spend time with people but actually some people don't feel loved that way and I didn't realize how hard it is to love someone how they want to be loved when it's not your I guess usual go-to style so um I, I haven't read the book as well um soon as Megan and I'm actually really looking forward to like reading it um because I think yeah I'm very very big on like love and all that kind of stuff so I would really like to kind of kind of hear her take on it as well and just see but I do think the way we women and men are socialized are quite different and I think that also affects how we define love um and and how we maybe receive love or give love so I do I do find that interesting I guess what's one of the topic I was just wondering from all of you what would you say is one of your main ways to want to receive love I guess thinking about the five main ones that I've said there's any others as well of course 
um, yeah, please do share. Interestingly, I think, Lola, as you were talking, I was really thinking about, I guess we spoke, we spoke a lot about having different definitions of what love is. But I guess thinking in the context of our practice, um, when we think about working with clients of the global majority, I think there there is like, a, I guess, a societal understanding of what love is. And often I find um, when we think about cultural competency or when we think about um, when we're doing work with clients around um, uh, what showing love looks like or how does one feel loved we often kind of go by the societal understanding of it when actually I think there's there's different cultures within those cultures there's different ideas around um what would be considered love and I guess for me when I when I think about love I guess thinking about being the oldest kind of daughter of migrant parents um it, for me, it was having a roof over my head, having food on the table. And that was, that was my parents showing me they loved me. They never explicitly said it. They never really verbalized that. But that, that's, that was their way of saying that they love me. And that's very different to other cultures where they, they might be more verbal in saying it. And it's not determined by actions. It's not determined by how they've provided for me as parents. Um, so it's it's quite interesting how I guess we have dif there's different components of love I guess there's the there's the family love there's the sibling love there's the romantic love but also there's different definitions that are kind of influenced by our own um, country of origin our own culture and also I guess religion um, religion plays quite a big role in um, what love should be in families as well. Um, but yeah, I think I've said a lot, so I'm just going to leave it to everyone. That, I think from what you have said, Fazana, and what you were saying, Lola, I have kind of that question that you had in mind about how, what, Lola around, you know, what's your kind of style? How do you, how do you receive love? But also thinking about some of the things that, Fazana, you were bringing up, um, got me thinking a lot about, um, about how we, and how, and when I say we, I mean me, how do I understand, I'm going to make it all about me, how do I understand, how do I love myself, how do I show myself love, and I was thinking a lot about, I find it far easier to, I mean, people around me might, may say something completely different, but I feel that I am able to show it far more love and care to other people than I am to myself, and um, in thinking about some of the things that you were talking about, um, Zana, in, in, in terms of also in terms of the, like going into this profession as, you know, as a systemic therapist, you're thinking about how you position yourself within all of this as well. But how do I position myself within the idea, the concept of love and, and yeah, and some of that's going to be um, what the, what I've learned around me. So when I was growing up, yeah, my mum, you know I, I grew up in a single parent household and my mum very much it was we're not like we're not a huggy family at all <laughs> like we don't show love in a touchy kind of way but we we kind of laugh and joke and part of the, the things that my mum did was give us like educational opportunities um 
and that was that was her, her way of showing that she loved and cared for us and like un you know like unrelenting support in whatever bizarre things that me and my brothers were interested in um but yeah I, I suppose I was thinking about how we show love to ourselves I, I suppose for me sorry Lola sorry um I, there's been there's been quite a few things said that I just I can't hold it in anymore <laughs> and I suppose for me there's there's something around um or maybe Lola you go first actually you go first no, I was literally about to say, I don't know if my room you wanted to share. I was going to say that was really helpful, Megan. And I was about literally say, no, you are. Because I did ask the question to everyone. So I wanted to hear your, your thoughts, even if you don't answer the question. Um, I suppose for me, there's just so many points that, that I thought about. As, and I suppose some of the things that um, Fazana mentioned, um, you know, in terms of family of origin and some of the things that we learn from our families in terms of how we show love or receive love have really influenced me personally. And something resonated with what, um, with what, Fazana, uh, with what Megan said in terms of, actually, I don't think, I think me kind of living in this society or in the British or Western society challenged me to consider loving myself. And it's not something that I'd thought about before being in this country. It's not something that um, I'd considered. And it was almost kind of, it takes me back to Bell Hooks's All About Love and some of her work in, in what we see in the media and also some of the social constructs of um of, of things like, for example, even intimacy, like why is it that I never thought about love as intimacy, as in like, you know, sexual relationships or hugs or physical affection or, you know, and it's only me being in this country or maybe it was my age when I came to this country I started to think about those things or maybe yeah then I hit puberty and then you start to think about those things and it, it was something that I was just was not exposed to maybe something to do with me going to an Islamic boarding school that was mixed and it was almost like you don't you don't talk about sex and and things like that and you you know it was I don't, I don't know there's so many things but it made me think about um it made me think about the things, you know, again, the things we see and, and the ideas of love and how do we work with people who have very different ideas of love and intimacy and affection when they are coming to our clinics or coming in our therapy sessions that we are leading. And these are the, the dilemmas that they have in their lives. Like, how do we... You know, you know, where does the intersects kind of come in when, you know, we're working cross culturally around these things and people are coming from a very, not necessarily very different cultures, but they're having a lot of different kind of cultural intimate cultural definitions or various cultural um, background or even kind of influencing factors to how they define intimacy, how they define love, who someone like me who finds it really hard to receive love, who I don't know what my love language is. So it was really helpful how Lola, you asked this question. I've heard about that. 
I've heard about that book, but I thought I thought it was like a movie. And I think I learned too many things through movies. And that's what Bell Hooks is really challenging me, challenging me on in terms of, you know, how 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 heavily crafted things are in the movies, the pictures that we receive, the pictures that we get put in front of us and who's directing and producing that and who's deciding this is the message you get it's almost quite I don't want to say manipulation but it is a manipulation of messages that we are getting so I am gonna dare say that you know social media does manipulate us and does give us so many messages it's in advertising it's taking me back to my sociology days but I'm gonna stop there and kind of let other people have a chance to kind of say something around this topic that is just really I think is rattling me a little bit I think Mariam you raised a really really good point it just I think it just sparked something in my mind and I was like I don't know if we're, if we're all we're all talking about the same thing when we say love and we're certainly not talking about the same thing all the time and it feels like I'm like the I feel like right now I'm the worst family and systemic uh, trainee because I can't think of who it is spoke about this idea of, you know, well, I suppose it's all social constructionism in terms of what do we mean by what it is that we're actually saying? How do we navigate and negotiate what it is we're hearing and what it is where when people are talking about love um, coordinated management of meaning Pierce. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say Pearson and Cronin and Cronin yeah, yeah. Um, and really I don't know necessarily and like you were saying Mariam if, if it's it feels like it's being uh, there's like an architecture that is um, or a structure that's that love is being held up to that gets perpetuated within the media but I don't necessarily know if everybody picks up the same things that I pick up on when I hear about it. I think it's very, very similar. Um, but then that kind of almost, uh, it feels like it's just um, self-perpetuating, if that makes sense. So it's just, it's like I'm absorbing this information in a way that is being crafted so that I absorb it in a certain way. And then I think that this is love and I'm getting myself in a, in a tangle, but it feels like I, at the core of it I don't fully feel like I understand the concept of love which is becoming more and more shocking as we keep talking because I'm like but this is a concept 37 years later I feel I should understand but thank you guys this is really interesting I think actually the problem is like I wish we could all just do the test and then talk about it from there um because you are all right love is different for different people um and is there a universal definition of love there needs to there's Actually, I was going to say there needs to be, but I guess Bell Hooks does say that there needs to be a universal definition of love. But I guess it's like what we've all been talking about. Love looks different for different people. And it's about just sort of thinking, I guess, what does it look like for you? And I guess when you, the way you experience love or the way you feel love, because yes, it's also a feeling as well as, I guess, an action. And nowadays we feel like love is not just a feeling, it's also an action, yes, but there is a feeling that comes with it. Um, there's ways that we feel love there's something that happens to us um, whether that's emotionally or physically when we feel like we're experiencing love and I think it's also important to still recognize that um, but I guess like I think something that mom was saying that really stood out to me was when she was saying in, in our clinics if we have clients that 
this is a struggle for them I guess it's that thing about how do I feel loved is it by you spending time with me is it by the things that you say to me to affirm me is it like some people like gifts is it acts of service I think like Fazana was saying very similar to me where growing up we went hard we went told that we're loved but clearly you know my mom provided for us also single parent family like we didn't lack anything does that make sense and that was her way of showing love which was an act of service but I guess at that age I didn't know that that was where that was that's one too like mom was saying when you watch movies it looks different even when I went to school for example moving to the UK at that age where I then came into a western world where people would talk about their parents going you know spending time with them making them a cup of tea I'm like what your mom <laughs> your mom makes you tea my mom would never ever even like suggest that not because she doesn't want to but culturally you know she's the mom she's the adult she's the older one does that make sense I'm the one that's going to be doing that for them um, so just different things that you know it is hard coming from different cultures and trying to merge what love looks like or what it should look like but I think something else that stood out to me when you were talking Megan was I guess you're like oh, I'm gonna make it all about me and I was like there's no there's, there's nothing wrong with that does that make sense you making it about you is not a selfish thing I think it gets society tells you if you're thinking about yourself that's selfish absolutely not I I completely disagree with that I think for you to move to love somebody else if you can't love yourself or think about yourself, how can you think about another person? Do you get what I mean? Because you're always with yourself 24-7. Um, and I think I can resonate. It does resonate with me when you said you probably show love more to other people than to yourself. And I think that's a society thing where, or, you know, if you're showing love to yourself, maybe you're being selfish, maybe you're being self-seeking. Of course, that can happen as well. But actually, what does that look like? And yeah, I guess, yeah, I feel like I'm like kind of going on the tangent now. But yes, yeah, so I think for me, um, it can look different for different people. But I think it's also important to be able to recognise from in other people how they like to receive love, what that looks like for them. And also giving room to sometimes that might also change. Does that make sense? And that's completely OK. Um, but yeah. And I, I was wondering, um, I was wondering something about how we're all four women here of a global majority and how would, not just kind of making it about gender, but how would a man respond to a question about love? And kind of in my head, I started to create these stereotypes in my head about what a man might say. And would they say, oh, for them, love is sex and da 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 and how many, how much you're having and da 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 You know, and I'm thinking all of that is very stereotypical, but I don't actually know. And it was almost like kind of when you were talking, Lola, I was thinking about kind of a lot of corrective scripts that are kind of happening in my current family, like my husband and my daughter around how we want to be showing love. Um <clears throat> And why we want to be showing love and why we, you know, we are choosing or deciding to tell each other regularly, like verbally how we feel about each other, but also be more affectionate to each other in terms of, you know, like whether that's holding hands or whether that's kind of hugs and all of those things. And I didn't know about those things until I was in this country or maybe I knew about them and I wanted them but I didn't know how to I didn't have a language for that and being in this society has given me a language for that so now I know that I want that so I'm a lot more touchy-feely with my mom who for her she didn't have that and she didn't know how to give that and on special occasions or if someone has died or 
passed away, which sounds really bad, but like love was mostly shown at at those like in adversities or in like in <clears throat> that's probably not fair, but affection was mostly shown in in kind of on big days or something like that. So but yeah, I was thinking about kind of some corrective scripts in my own current family around that. Yeah, there's something about overt showing show like um overt displays of affection. Um I don't want to say verses because I'm not an I'm not an uh either or person. <laughs> um but the idea of the more subtle um the more subtle kind of displays or interactions that show love can get missed. Um I'm gonna track back a second um, to what Lola was saying about selfless and something that somebody taught me a few years ago was instead of like a reframe for, um, not selfless, uh, selfish, instead of seeing it as being selfish, see it as being selfful. Um, and that really helped me in terms of thinking about the, the space that I occupy at any given moment. Um, um, and then actually what you were saying, Mariam, about, you know, we are for women, for cisgendered women. Um, and I don't know what a man would say that isn't based on gross stereotypes that, again, going back to kind of what are the the kind of stereotypical versions of man and what men would think when... Um, in thinking about my own partner, I think he would have a very different idea of what love would look like compared to anything that I've seen in kind of, you know, mainstream media, um, which makes it sound very cloak and dagger. <laughs> so, but it's just much, it's much less kind of, um, you know, I don't know. When you start looking at it, you start thinking, God, men get, get placed in such a... Um, such a um they get really pigeonholed and their access to what society gives what this society gives them access to in, in terms of ranges of emotions is quite limited and um, as everyone was talking i was really thinking about well i guess we kind of spoke a little bit about this idea of loving ourselves, but also loving others and i i was really thinking about how there's different ideas around conditions that are involved that come with loving someone. Um, and I think thinking about gender and thinking about um, men, I'm, I'm, I guess, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I guess it really got me thinking about, is love conditional? Is there such a thing as unconditional love? Because when I, when I think about my definition of love and when I think about loving myself, it's always got to do with me meeting certain goals or meeting a certain criteria. So when I think about loving myself, it's accepting how I look, accepting where I am in life. Um, and that's a responsibility and that's a condition to meet. So I, I'm just really thinking, I know I've kind of like completely transgressed, digressed um but is there such a thing as unconditional love and I was just wondering if anyone's got any thoughts because I think I'm having a dilemma now 
Um, I don't know if I can answer that question. Um, but I think because we are humans, I would say no, probably not. Um, it's hard to I I okay, personally, I would say I don't think I can love someone unconditionally. I mean again, when as you know I'm married, in marriage you you strive towards that because it can be hard to love someone with conditions and they don't meet those conditions, obviously. But again, I don't think it's ever possible. I mean, if it ever happens, I will let you know. Give me a few years though to come back and let you know. But um, I guess, but when you ask that question, for me being a Christian, that's something that is talked about a lot, but from the perspective of, I guess, God or Jesus or the Trinity in our case, where it's like, actually, there's nothing I could do to earn God's love. That's my perception. That's what I've learned. And I think for me, I find that comforting that actually um, the only person or being so to speak that I can rely on for unconditional love is God because that way I'm not easily then let down by people I'm not expecting too much from people that they probably can't actually give to me because like I said we are humans I feel like we are limited in that but I also feel like it's something that we can strive to but I don't think it's something that we should put too much pressure on ourselves to do does that make sense um I guess that's my answer. I don't know if anyone's going to give an answer. But just going back to Mariam's point about men, and I think definitely can really echo what Mariam and um, Megan said, that media society shows you that men, you know, apparently um, um, desire love through sex, but actually that's not the case. And I know that obviously you said that, Megan, with your partner, actually that's completely opposite of how you think he wants to be loved and I would say definitely same here for me like <laughs> my partner would rather actually have space like being able to have my one-on-one time <laughs> is very needed um, and that's and that's and that's the thing and because you've been socialized to think they want the opposite you know initially I was like oh this person must hate me this person must not love me but actually who gave me the idea does that make sense that being in someone's space 24 7 and these things that media showed you is how every single person wants to be loved and I had to learn that that some people just want to be loved differently does that make sense um but yeah so I think for me it was really key for me to experience that and also thinking about my siblings with my male friends obviously you have male friends where there's no physical um intimacy in that sense and that doesn't mean that they don't feel like they're loved by their friends and I think it's just really really bizarre and crazy how and even when we go back and think I can't say oh yeah I watched this movie it was this movie that I watched that told me this but I feel like just somehow we all had this mindset at some point in life that when it comes to men that's how they want to be loved when it comes to women I don't know for some women might be like we want to be like showered with gifts all the time don't get me wrong gifts are nice but that's one of my least love languages actually because I think for me intention is so much more important does that make sense but also something that you said Megan I just really want to quickly touch on is about the overt you know display of love but there's also the other side which is the question they can both coexist which is actually how you treat me or what you think about me is also love that's how I know that you love me. if you respect me in how you treat me and how you mentalize me in different spaces that shows me that you actually love and care about me does that make sense um but yeah anyway <laughs> I'll stop there because I can go on and on and on but yeah love is something that's very big when I think it's something that I am learning like a lot one I'm very very passionate about it and I think similar to some people it's because it looks different in my family coming from a Nigerian culture it was very very different it was more the acts of service part 
which funny enough I really value for my friends but I never saw my mom doing all she did for us as acts of service and I felt like it was her duty she was my mother does that make sense but when my friends got out of the way for me I really value it and again it's that societal um sort of as I'm sure that when it comes to parents, I think love needs to look a certain way. Something I've seen on the media, I've seen with other people from other cultures. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, stop there. Yeah, I think I think a lot of things you said, um, Lola, really kind of got really struck by, especially um, Fazana kind of bringing in the unconditional love aspect and how... For me, I wonder whether we all strive to have unconditional love and to give unconditional love and and kind of your spiritual religious connection, Lola, to that in, in kind of where we get that from if we are kind of that way inclined um is 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 another kind of key, key important aspect. And I was also thinking about another kind of grace in terms of um sexuality in terms of like same-sex relationships where um where there might be kind of a man a man and a man and a woman and a woman do they have you know how we were saying about kind of some of our our blind spots in being you know for women of a global majority and kind of in this sisterhood would would people in same-sex relationships have these different these ideas of love as well, would these ideas be different in their relationships? And this is ranging in aspects of love from very different um, connotations, not just kind of in terms of intimacy, but also in terms of other types of love that we've spoken about here. And, And I'm going there because in our communities we don't really talk about that a lot we don't talk about same-sex relationships um and and we don't talk about those ideas in terms of love and it's something that's probably kind of quite new in our in our in our um when I say communities in, in terms of global majority um and it's something that I wonder whether it's something that we also need to have in mind we also need to think about um if love is unconditional it doesn't matter who you love or who loves you Absolutely. And, and just thinking about, Mariam, just thinking as, as you were saying that, I was thinking about actually what it's like for people who identify as non-binary and the relationships that they have in terms of, um, of, of you know, how, and I suppose there's big movements around how does, I don't want it to be like a media bashing session, but how does the media portray stories and examples of love across, across society? rather than you know especially so we're recording this around Christmas time and let's let's be very frank here there are a lot of very heteronormative um examples of um love in in kind of western well let's Hollywood based Christmas movies they're all it's all very very heteronormative um and I think yeah it it, we kind of miss out that whole story but also in what you were saying in terms of um, this is new for some of the global majority communities, um, but it's also actually very old because part of the kind of history, when we look at some of the history of um, ideas of, I, and I know for um, you know native um, uh, what uh, First Nation um, people of America, 
they have different, some of the tribes have different languages, um, different uh, kind of a, a spectrum of, of gender rather than it being binary. And I think in thinking about even for some of the African nation countries as well, there's this idea of, of, of gender and sexuality not necessarily being so, um, so polarizing, polarizing, binary. Um, and that's been something that's been inherited when, when we had more colonization and imperialism and conquest essentially, and actually how that shifted people's understanding of what was quote unquote right and wrong and what people should and shouldn't be doing in terms of, of how, how, they, how they love and how they show love. Um, and I'm thinking much more around um, romantic relationships, but obviously there's a, a wide spectrum within that as well. I'm wondering if anyone's got any final words for us to think about and kind of wrap up this podcast. I think I think we've spoken about a lot of different things, but also we also want a level of interaction from you. And, and some of these things, you know, you wouldn't normally hear about them in this way. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if anyone has any last words um, to say just before we end the podcast here. I'm wondering if this is a good point to maybe share that we do have an email um, where we could actually, um, because we do want interact interaction with the audience. And I think one way would be for them to email us, um, whatever it is, maybe there might have been something in the podcast that might have connected with them, brought them, because I think we, we, we want, new ideas and we want fresh perspectives and I think we want interaction as well um so just to say our email is unconventionally systemic at outlook.com yeah I've just done a bit of marketing there a bit of advertisement but <laughs> that <laughs> no, is nice we love that yeah honestly yeah, great, I was gonna great. say I was gonna say to everyone who's gonna be sending us an email we're all about love so don't be saying there's no hate no nothing like that we're open <laughs> to learning but I'm all, not all about this social media hating on people and all of this type of things I just have to say that right here right now we're all about nurturing and having love and spreading that so let's not yeah. have some hate if you're going to talk if you're going to give us some constructive kind of input put it in a constructive learning manner we don't want hate I just wanted to say that right here right now thank Drops you for hearing mic. that thanks Mariam. I have to agree we probably will just delete and block if we do get any hate because it's not needed and um, we have to look after our space so honestly genuinely yeah um, don't. but I, will, I was just going to add so if you've got any dilemma guys if, if it's in a romantic relationship or in a friendship or even in your family or even in, with your colleagues whatever space it is if you've got any dilemmas feel free to sort of send us into us as well and we can maybe dissect them and kind of talk about it together and hopefully help and not make things any worse again we're not here to answer any questions I know what it's a cop out, but we are not. But we're here to give our perspective on things and hopefully just shed light from our experiences, from our learnings as well um, on this journey. So yeah, it's been really lovely, guys. And we do look forward to seeing you all on our next episode. Take care.